0: I believe there's always a way out um not even out but there's always a way up and Mm. you can always you can always reach for something else and so i think that it comes across that i don't have fear because i trust in what i'm doing and if it doesn't work i know i can reach for something else
1: welcome to the feeling free podcast My name is Ben Harris, also known as The Fear Guy. My job is to help you feel more free in your life with love and relationships, self-worth, and much more. I'm happy you're here. I love you, I believe in you. Let's break free from fear together. Gang, gang, welcome to another episode of Feeling Free. Welcome, Kenzie Burke. On the surface, you might call her a holistic health coach, which she is, but she is so much more. She is powerful. Like, she is wise. Ooh, I'm excited. I'm just going to let you listen so you get to taste this conversation and get to know her for yourself. It's incredible. Let's go. Kenzie, how are you?
0: I'm good. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing
1: wonderful. (laughs) Thank you for being here.
0: Thank you. I'm super excited to connect with you.
1: And I mean that not just, like, here on this zoom combo but also just here on this earth i'm sure many people appreciate it I appreciate you as and you beingness. being this
0: yes i'm really excited to talk <laughs> with you just because i feel when you voice messaged me on instagram i mm-hmm. felt like we had so much in common so
2: yeah
1: and i mean we were just talking before this so we're just going to keep talking like we were talking and because like also i'm excited you're here so we can talk about fear and a lot of other things. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure that you hear this all the time, right? Of like, Oh my gosh, Kenzie, you're so young. Like you're, you have it, like you're doing it. You know what I mean? And, uh, and of course that struck me about you as well. Um, but what I want to ask about you first is how natural it seems for you to operate in the unknown. Um, and I've been studying this about myself recently of like, why so i'm just curious about you like you just like seem to just do it and go for it like yeah you definitely of course you have fear but you have a lot of faith and trust so is that true and i'm just curious of like what has your experience been with that
0: absolutely i think i have more trust than i do fear and how do i even start and why (laughs) is that even a thing i mean i have fear just like everyone. I have Mm -hmm. fear. I wake up pretty anxious every morning. It's just naturally how Mm -hmm. I wake up. Um, My mind races quite a bit. And I do have fear. I have moments of complete fear, but I fear more of living a life that's not in alignment with who I am than I do of trying different things. So that makes me more fearful than trying different things. And from a young age, I mean, at a very young age, but when I was 18, I packed everything up and moved to LA in a Hyundai Sonata with $2,000, knowing no one. And I was a full-time nanny for an actress for a you know, two-week-old baby and a two-year-old working 60, 70 hours a week in the beginning, knowing no one, I mean, I was 18. And, you know, I did that and I just started to do all of these things that were really uncomfortable and like, mm during that process was it easy? No, I, I remember like finishing work and calling my mom and just bawling and her just saying, Come home, come home. <laughs> but there was always yeah. this driving force of like, no, I'm not gonna come home. I'm gonna keep going. I'm I'm going to keep trying. And I think a lot of people look at my life from the outside and they say exactly what you said of like, yeah. Wow, how do you do this? Where like how do you have and it's it's just simple. It's a choice I make. It's not easy. It's not comfortable. If you look at my bank account right now, it's like, (laughs) why are you staying in a five-star hotel (laughs) in Austin, Texas? Like, Uh what are you doing? But, you know, I really trust that where I'm at right now is I need to be in a good environment so that Mm -hmm. I can be at my best so that I can launch this company that I'm working on. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but that's also trust. And, there's a lot of people, including many, many people I know who wouldn't do that. You know, they would be staying with their parents right now and, and, and whatnot. But it's these choices that I make for myself. And it's almost like the risk that I'm willing to take because from an outside, my Instagram may look nice and, and. I may be able to present myself very nicely. Mm -hmm. But from the inside, like I've had a lot of hardships too, and hard times, and low moments, and moments of just feeling, you know, at rock bottom. But through that, I've taught myself that I always rise, there's always a way up and out. And so because I'm so custom to, you know what, this isn't working. I'm the first person to drastically change my life based on yeah. something that's not working. Mm-hmm. So I was in Hawaii and it just wasn't working for me. So I got a ticket and I came back and it was like, you know, yeah, that was a whole week that I should have been working and I should have been doing this, but it didn't work for me. And I believe there's always a way out. Um, not even out, but there's always a way up and mm-hmm. you can always you can always reach for something else. And so I think that it comes across that I don't have fear because I trust in what I'm doing. And if it doesn't work, I know I can reach for something else.
1: I love that. So there's so much goodness in that I want to try <laughs> I to try and like break it down. So you and I are definitely similar where, and that's funny. That's one thing I teach sometimes is like, literally like, I use fear in the opposite way that most people use it. And that's how you are using it is a view of like, well, what if I don't do this? Like I'm literally so scared of not doing what I feel called to do. Like I can't even imagine not doing it.
0: I know.
2: Like, well, I it, just, will, it eats
0: at me. Yeah. I don't know about you, but it eats at me. I mean, it's all I think about. I fixate on it. It's like, <laughs> If I have an idea, I have to see it through. Even if it's Mm. an awful idea. I mean, I've had to have (laughs) lawyers get me out of contracts. I've had, you know, I've wasted thousands of dollars because Mm -hmm. I've shipped a car somewhere and I shouldn't have shipped the car somewhere because I changed my mind by the time the car got there. Like, I do all these things, right, like that. But it's like the idea has been planted in my head. And once I see the idea, I can't get it out of my head. It's like, I'm not going to be able to just sit in my house and be like, that's a great idea. It's like, I have to go try it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Which I love. And so how do you view, I was going to ask you about this, um, with money and you Mm -hmm. mentioned this, like, you know, staying in a five-star hotel. So I'm also like, I've had people, you know, say a few things to me of, you know, like how I choose to live, you know, and I like how you said it's It's like putting yourself in the circumstance that you want to be in, you know, Mm -hmm. and so, but whether it's the five star hotel or the car getting shipped or the lawyer fees, how do you, how are you able to move on for those from those quickly? Or how do you not even just like view those as a problem? Because a lot of people get stuck on that. Like, that was so dumb. I can't believe I did that. Why did I waste that money?
0: Because you just have to move on. It's like money is money and it, it's something physical. And once it's gone, it's mm-hmm. gone. You can't get it back. Mm-hmm. I mean, true transparency, I lost hundred over $100,000 last year because I tried to develop something and gave it to a developer who was a con artist, right? Wow. It was the most... I mean, and that was money that I've, I'd always dreamed of having that kind of money, and that money came extremely fast to me, and it mm-hmm. left me just as fast as it came. Interesting. But what a humbling experience that was to realize of someone who was living penny to bank, penny previous to that. What an eye opening experience it was to realize that money is just a thing that can come so fast to you and it can leave you just as fast so yep. that was an experience that first taught me like you can't hold on to money because money can be gone it's not it's not a person it's not physical it's not a part of you it's just a thing and then the second thing I forgot what your question was, but the second thing with money for me is that i you know, I grew up very middle class and I've grown up very middle class mentality, which is save your money. Don't do this. Um, your your budget before you go and do all these things. And I've never done that. Now I'm also the person who's lost a hundred thousand dollars in three (laughs) weeks. So I'm not saying that like, I'm super, super wise, but I'm here. I'm Mm. still here. And I've gotten it come back to me. Like I, um, met like somehow got I don't even know how, but I got approved for this loan for the through like the COVID and everything that was mm-hmm. going on for the exact amount of money that I lost with no interest fee. So it was like Crazy. that was kind of the universe saying here is your reset. You know, you can still do what you were trying to do, but now be smarter about it and don't like research who you're hiring to do this project. <laughs> yeah. And You know, I I believe that you match back to the middle class thing. It's like if I were to live in a way where I was still in California waiting for these companies to do well, waiting to get the right amount of money to go travel in the way I want to travel, I feel like I'd be waiting for a very long time. I don't even know if it would happen, right? Because most people who... I'm not trying to categorize people, but most average middle-class people live the same exact way their parents Mm -hmm. do and they live the same way their whole life. But now since I have put myself in a hotel, I'm working, I'm launching these businesses, I do believe they are going to give back to me what I need to be able to live this life because I'm putting myself in a position to receive that. And I'm also not giving a choice. Like Mm. my finances since I was 18 I've supported myself I've gotten zero help right and I've nannied I've waitressed I've interned for free I've worked retail I've done it all but somehow I still have been in the position to travel to buy the Range Rover to Mm -hmm. to do these things right I don't even know how to be honest how does someone you know with doing all those things have that, but I've constantly put myself in the position to receive it. It's like, I don't give myself a choice. I'm going to rent the place I want to live in and I'm going to trust that I'm going to make it happen. And also there's something to be said about that trust because it forces you to make it happen. It's like, you can't be sitting in this hotel sleeping all day. It's like, (laughs) no, you got to be like on it and calling people and, you know, when are we launching and what's the day Mm -hmm. and let me make, you know, and, I believe it just shows, it just shows. It's like launching anything, for example. It's like I just shot this whole campaign for this food line I'm launching and and the photos are elevated, they're high-end, they're insane. I flew my friend, my photographer Mm -hmm. to Hawaii. Financially, was that the right decision? Maybe not on paper, but Mm -hmm. now watch how high-end and how stunning this launch is gonna look versus if I just set up a white backdrop and took some pictures Mm -hmm. of it, right? It's all energy just like money's energy.
1: Yeah. I actually, man, there's so many good things, but like, I like what I'm taking from that. Again, trust is coming up and that's a big thing. Um, I can tell of, but to add on top of that, what I like is like the energy that you're putting into something, right? So like, whether it's the hotel, whether it's taking the photos in Hawaii, it's, I'm getting myself in this environment. I'm putting this energy into it because it's not just because if you were to budget to the penny of just like cut, 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 it's the energy that's going to feel from coming from that launch or from that product is going to feel like people won't even know it. They won't even register it. It'll be mostly subconscious that it is like just kind of like it doesn't hit right.
0: Exactly. Well, because mm. you all you have to put yourself in a position for what you want to receive, right? So if I want this line to be received as a high-end, classy, luxurious food line, mm-hmm. then it better look like that. You know? And that, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly what you put out. And also, for me, after losing $100,000, over $100,000, after, you know, penny-pinching and doing all that, and now being in a position again where I'm like, oh my gosh, like, this is intense again, financially, but it's um you know how much you learn through these experiences like that's another thing you said to me like oh how do you have no fear and how because i learned so fast Mm -hmm. so it's like when you lose a hundred thousand dollars at the age of whatever in three weeks you are (laughs) humbled real fucking fast Mm -hmm. you're humbled you learn you never make those mistakes again i'm not going to be 50 losing a bunch of money i learned my lesson Mm -hmm. and i now know What are the signs to look for? What do I ask for? So you, it's, it's not about the physical money, right? But it's about the experiences you gain from having that. So for me staying in this hotel and working on these things and sitting in the lobby and and meeting other people who are here from New York and here Mm -hmm. from that's all experiences, which are maturing me, which is why, you know, people from the outside, they're like, how are you so mature and on it and trusting it's like, well, I give myself the opportunity to gain experiences every single day. Mm. And I don't, I don't look for how much money it's going to cost me at all. I mean, I, I love that. I don't even look at my bank account that much because I'm just so trusting. It's like, and, and the universe has you. It does. <laughs> it's like when uh-huh. you trust money just comes. It's like, um, for example, I have to pay my podcast production company today, right? And I <laughs> sent a uh-huh. bunch of my clothes and, and shoes and stuff before I moved to a um online retail store. And then today I got, you know, an e-check for the exact amount of money for my podcast bill today. It's like just how like,
1: exact is it?
0: Like it was my clothes money was two hundred dollars more than what is due Crazy. for my podcast. So it's but I didn't expect that, you know, mm. and that's also just trusting. It's like If I were to have, you know, sat there all month trying to figure out like budgeting the podcast Mm -hmm. and doing all this, you know, I mean, I could edit my podcasts myself and not pay this fee, but time is money. So if someone else is editing them, then I can be recording more podcasts and I can be doing this. And I don't know. Sometimes I don't know if I'm the right person to give money advice from because I'm so (laughs) wild, but I'm here. (laughs) I'm not on the street. Mm (laughs)
1: well yeah so i resonate with this a lot so i so i lost 40 grand um a year ago
0: okay
1: um so not quite 100k but similar right (laughs) and so some people some people like when i tell the story um i tell a lot of people that it's the best thing that's one of the best things that's happened to me um because it literally gave me the opportunity to like create what i'm doing right now Um, cause if I didn't lose that money, I would just be like chilling, you know? So like, again, it's that trust piece of like, like I lost this, lost this. So it could put me in the position in the the space to be inspired to create what I'm supposed to create. And so, but like Kenzie, like, like, I just want to repeat this because most people don't get this. And so I just really want to like hit this home. Like they really do think we're crazy because there's so much fear in like. But Ben, Kenzie, you lost tens of thousands of dollars. How are you okay with that? You know?
0: But but then we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. You know, my accountant who...
1: <laughs> yeah, how was your accountant me, with all this?
0: He saw me do all this. Oh, okay. But he you know, was the one who called me one day and was like, I just got you approved for this loan. I have no idea how not many people got approved for this loan. It's the same exact amount of money you lost. Um, But he also said like, Oh, it's so good that that happened to you at that time, because you weren't even who you actually are. You made money really fast. You thought you Mm -hmm. should throw it at something really fast and it would have been trash and you might've ruined your reputation forever and, you know, that was the most humbling experience too, because I did, I, I've taken an entire year and now the things I'm working on that I'm launching are what I tried to do in the beginning, but like 80 times better, mm. so much more elevated, such a better idea. And actually me, like mm. I was trying to be something that I wasn't because it was so fast. And now I'm being who I am and I'm creating from that space, but without that humbling experience, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't have found myself on the level that I've been able to find myself and tap what I've been able to tap within myself. So again, it just goes back to that thing of like, okay, yeah, a hundred thousand dollars is really nice. Right. And (laughs) I was, again, I was in debt. I was, I was babysitting. I was like 200, $300 at a time. Like it was just, it was a struggle. This was a year ago. Two years ago, two two and a half years ago, to to then coming into making a shit ton of money Uh really fast. So, but it was so humbling because before that, you know, $100,000 seemed like so much money. It was so much money. And then again, it comes and it goes, and you just realize like money isn't shit it's not, it's, it's nothing, but there are things that are something right. And I believe that's a rich mentality. So Mm. regardless of what my bank account says, I have a rich mentality, which naturally I show up in the world as a very rich person. And I'm not saying just like money wise, but like, I look put together. I speak really put together. I just exude something that's rich and just like full and has Mm -hmm. depth and meaning and flavor. And that is richness. Mm. Right. And so again, everything is what you put out. So when you put that out, then what you get back is that like my group of friends now, they're all rich, like Mm. rich mentality, rich in flavor, rich in the way they dress, rich in their spirituality, They all have dreams. They all have goals. They're always constantly working on different projects, different things, because that's what I put out. So that's what I received back. And this is the missing piece of my life that I didn't understand for so long because I wasn't meeting the people I wanted to meet. I wasn't hanging out with the people I wanted to hang out with. Mm -hmm. But when I started to embody this fully, which you have to drop the fear to embody what you want. You know, that's when things really changed for me. And it doesn't matter about the money. Like, you can, if you can embody who you want to be, what you need will come to you. It just will.
1: I love that. When you lost that money, did you have the same mindset? Like, when you, (laughs) so when you lost it, I
0: got over it fast.
1: Okay. That was my question. Like, how quick did you get over it? Or, what'd you say? How
0: fast? I got over it really fast. Yeah, because I thought, I mean, I knew that like what I was doing was going to be ass because I kind of started to see it. And then I also (laughs) started to see that I was forcing myself to create for what I was trying to do. Mm. And I didn't like that. I don't like feeling like I'm like working really hard to the point where it doesn't, it's not coming natural, you know? And that's really what was happening in that time. And then I really just took a breather and I started my podcast, which I don't sponsor my podcast. I spend Mm. money to have my podcast, right? It's something I do. um, It's an investment of my own time. Like I don't get a dollar for it, but I look at it as putting goodness out in the world to receive Mm. goodness back. And, um, you know, so I went from like trying to start something that I was forcing myself to be to stopping for a minute, actually putting, money when I wasn't going to receive quote unquote money back, doing something for free and allowing myself to find who I really was so that I can create from a space of authenticity. And now I though other things I'm working on have challenges like, you know, administrative challenges that Mm -hmm. I am just not a fan of. (laughs) Now it's not, I'm not waking up being like, fuck, I gotta work on this stuff today. It's mm. all stuff that's coming up and out of me without trying, like my podcast, it just comes out. I'm not trying to be something. Mm. And so that's, I think the biggest golden lesson I've learned. And to me, that's worth any, I would spend a million dollars. I would spend a million dollars to realize that because now I mm. get for the rest of my life, I get to know that I, I get to have a gauge of how to live and how to create. And if it's coming from out of you, that is what you're supposed to be doing. And if you're forcing yourself to try to make something or trying to figure out what to say, you know, like I jump on a podcast with someone and I don't look them up. I don't, I don't, I don't research anything. I just ask them what comes to mind. That's something that comes naturally. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I did that last year, I probably would have tried to script it and try to figure out what I was gonna say and all of that, but, you know all these lessons came from losing losing quote unquote that money mm-hmm. <laughs> so
1: really in the past year it seems like your trust has just like m- amplified like a mofo
0: yes because i really found myself spirit i found s- myself spiritually
2: oh i love which, this let's go
0: yeah 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 so <laughs> so i think i've always had trust right mm-hmm. i mean i've always just i was born different i was born I know this about myself now that I'm tapped in spiritually, but I was born a leader. I was born just someone without a linear path. Like I just was always a different child. I just always was. And I always knew that. And I always overheard my teachers and my parents say like, Oh, she's so different. And I always knew when I would go hang out with kids that I was different. Mm -hmm. Like I, I would try to pretend that I was interested in playing what they (laughs) wanted to play with, but I really wasn't. And I remember always thinking in my head, like I've already done this. So like, I know I've lived so many lives.
1: Interesting. So as a kid, you thought I've already done this, like
0: Mm -hmm. played this. I didn't want to play on the playground. Like I didn't want to go down the slide. I I didn't, I was just like, I've already done this. I always wanted to be an adult. (laughs) If I did play, Mm -hmm. I would play like dolls and I would be the mom and like, I would be like an adult, you know? um and so i just was trying to get through high school for most of my life because i just wanted to get out there in the world but um you know so i've always had trust and i've always been different and i've always n- not had a fear of that in that sense but after i lost that money and i lost myself last year mm-hmm. also um i found myself again on a spiritual level which has transformed everything for me and in my entire being because I think I've, I've found, I don't think I've found, I don't know how to say this without sounding woo woo, but like I found my soul. Mm-hmm. So all my life of feeling misplaced and um, feeling like I didn't fit in or wondering why life was felt so hard for me is because I didn't know my soul. So now that I know my soul, it's like, I know I've lived so many lives. I know what my soul is here to do on this earth. And so it blocks out all the noise. It blocks out what anyone says about me. It blocks out why maybe I it's Friday night and I want to sauna and do yoga and go to bed mm-hmm. and like maybe why am I not wanting to be out or like why do I say no to going out? Um because I know what my soul's purpose is and I'm able mm. to unapologetically be myself and also on the spiritual side it's like i realized everything is energy and a currency and what i opened this podcast with was saying like money isn't physical it's not a thing um i wouldn't have said that last year you know but that's a very spiritual outlook on money of like when i say trusting the universe a lot of people maybe who haven't you know gone there spiritually are probably like yeah what are you talking mm-hmm. about but when you tap a spiritual side, you start to see everything as energy and as a, an alignment. So if, for example, if I am living who I am here to be, right? Like I am here to be someone who is, you know, I have, I'm like a grandmother and I'm here to, to transform, to transform myself. And by doing that, other people around me transform. And that is just, I've learned that spiritually through my human design, through astrology, through um, (laughs) this crazy spiritual experience I had with my friend Jordan. I found out about these things about myself. And so now that I know that that is what I'm here to do, I can simply ask myself each and every day, like, what am I doing today to transform myself, which is ultimately my life's path. And when the universe recognizes that you are doing what you are here to do, it gives you what you need to do that Mm. versus all of those years and times that I like, for example, the money, if I was doing what I was born to do on this earth, I wouldn't have lost the money. Right. And so Mm. that is, that is the spiritual side that I've really found. So it's very easy for me to immediately gauge what's right and what's not right. And, and tapping into that spiritual side of life is really what's changed my being this year and just changed my trust.
1: Yo, what's up, Soul Family? Quick interruption. I just want to tell you, if you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, if you haven't already. Please rate and review on iTunes, it means the world. It helps the show get seen. So if you've gotten any value from this, any inspiration, any downloads, and you feel like you're always checking back in, please make sure you leave a review on Apple slash iTunes. It would mean the world. And if you want to work with me, make sure you go to feeling-free.com. That information is in the show notes. If you want to work with mentoring, coaching, any of the things. I appreciate you. I know you love this conversation. This is so good and it's about to get even better. Let's go. Mm. Man, I love that. What is your human design type?
0: I'm a manifesting generator. Okay, cool. Do you know what you are?
1: Yeah, I'm a projector.
0: Oh, amazing.
1: (laughs) Yes. I um, love when people know. (laughs) mm -hmm. Yeah, like I have and it's and like, so do you know, I mean, I know you know it, but like, what's one interesting thing like that I, like, it's crazy how accurate it is. So like my, when I got a reading, like my splenic mic is completely empty. So, and there's no channels or gifts in it, um, which means, uh, like essentially it's different because I don't feel fear like people do. Mm Mm-hmm. So that was just interesting, right? So the person was like, what you're doing is like, right, like aligned and it's like perfect because of course you feel fear. You're human. Like it's a a biological occurrence, but it's not in the same way. Like me and you were talking about, like, it's not going to stop me, but I can still have like the empathy to feel it of like, I don't see it in the same way. So it's like, I can give people like a different like path than like what they see. And so like, even just like that, like that blew my mind. I was like, Oh, like, that's cool.
0: But knowing these things, I mean, isn't mm-hmm. that amazing? Because that's mm-hmm. how we can all be who we are. Like, I, I just learned through my human design, because now my good friend Jenna does mm-hmm. human design, um, you know, she was looking at my chart and she was looking at my friend Jordan's chart. We were all together at dinner and by looking at it and she's like oh you know jordan you're you're very empathic like you feel mm. what other people are feeling and you you know that's just like a huge part of your life and same for my other my best friend sabell like she's very empathic she really takes on how people feel and mm. her emotions become their emotions and in my chart it's like i'm non empathic like i'm very mm. just absorbed on my own feelings and how i feel which is very <laughs> true uh-huh. but it's like to know these things like So now, because I know this about my best friend, Sabelle, I can hold space for her Mm. to have those feelings, though I can't understand what it's like, but I can hold space for that. Mm. And though to know that like, I just, I'm just, I'm not designed to feel what you feel. I don't know, I just know (laughs) how I feel. But it, it helps you be unapologetic about who you are. So I also think too, the more you learn about yourself spiritually, the more you are able to show up who you are supposed to be and be unapologetic about it because Mm. that's, I just, I think, I think people feel lost because they don't have the permission to be who they truly are. And that's where people get really insecure. That's where people start acting in ways that they are not. It's just because they don't have, they haven't given themselves permission to be who they are. So when you start exploring yourself on a deep level and learning about your human design, learning about astrology, learning about spirituality, closing your eyes, you know, Mm. um, it helps you learn more about yourself. And then when you see yourself, you have an opportunity to fall in love with who you really are. And like when you do that and you realize Wow. It's so great to be who I am. Nothing else matters. People can't, t- like, I can't even tell you. I used to obsess over what I looked like. Mm-hmm. You know, I would look at myself close in the mirror. I would wand my hair every day. Mm. Like I go to bed with wet hair. I don't brush it anymore. Like I, I look in the mirror, but I don't look in the mirror, you know? Uh... And it's just cause I found a sense of peace within myself that I just don't need that external I remember I used to like be talking to people like you and I and I would be thinking while we were talking I wonder what he thinks I look like do I look okay like oh, let me adjust my hair and now I just don't <laughs> but I have found that within <laughs> myself which I do think the more you learn about yourself the, the more you're able to show up as who you are and other things just don't touch you in the ways or mm. rock you rock your world
1: <laughs> I love so to correlate like what you've said a couple of different times, like find yourself, but find your soul. So I think that's really what we're looking for. But it's, mm-hmm. to me, it's a remembering. It's not like, cause that's, you've always known, right? Like you mentioned how, like as a kid, like you just felt different. Mm-hmm. And so it's not, and you were like turned off by like the slide. <laughs> I was like all these kids, you know, silly kids, but like you, So yeah, it's just like a remembering of who you are. Like, I'm curious, and you said close your eyes, which I thought is really cool and unique. So have you had like a spiritual experience like with your soul by like closing your eyes?
0: Yeah, I mean, I've...
1: We can hear the phone in the background, it's Gucci. Yeah,
0: can I, are you okay with that? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. I didn't know if you wanted me to pause. (laughs) Excellent. Yeah, I feel like that's how my podcasts go too. But Mm -hmm. some people are like, oh gosh. Um, So, okay. So you said. So
1: yeah, just like, I'm curious. What is one of those like really like soulful, like I'm curious, like one of those like weird ones that like most people won't get. I'm curious of like, because Kenzie, like you are different, right? And I know you've heard that like you're special for sure. So, what, like, what is that one of what is one of those key rememberings for you?
0: So, first of all, I, I started reading this book called "The Untethered Soul" by Michael oh, yes. Singer. Mm-hmm. And he starts talking about the voice inside your head. And this was a big awakening for me because I realized that I had a neighbor inside my head that was mean, that didn't <laughs> shut up. Mm -hmm. that drove me crazy. And when I realized this, I was, it drove me even more crazy because I realized this. Um, (laughs) But, but that was like a first, oh my gosh, like, i can choose my thoughts and that to realize that i wasn't my thoughts was mind blowing like that was my first yeah. awakening so then i started to to meditate and i started to do breath work while i meditated mm. and i would have moments because i have a very hard time shutting my mind off um it actually doesn't shut off and i learned through human design <laughs> uh-huh. that it's not going to shut off mm. that's just who i am so why don't just you make your mind a nice place to be um which has helped me because someone else, like my friend Sabelle, she can be blank. She can have no thoughts. But I could never have no thoughts. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my yeah. dream would be to have no thoughts. But you know, to learn that, like, okay, I'm gonna have my, my thoughts and that's okay. But to have moments of closing my eyes and also being kind to myself, of like, I've tried meditating before, but it would be like sit down and then in my head, I'd be like, shut up, stop thinking. What are you doing? Oh my God, this sucks. I can't do this. But then I just started to meditate and be like, I'm just doing it by me being here. And by me doing it, you know, this is all, this is all I need. And so I would just do it. I would just sit there and and, and breathe. But then I would do some breath work where everything would just go silent for, for a moment. And cool. I could feel my soul and I could just feel it. It was like there was something else in there and something that was deeper. And that was just a moment of realizing, wow, I, I have a soul and it's mm. there. Um, and it's it's been nothing like insane it's been nothing where i you know go to a whole nother world it's been you know it's just been super calm but but super present and super there um and then i've had you know and so so that was like a big thing where i think when we can just slow down for a moment and realize that there's something else there and you can feel it. Like you can really feel it. And I think anyone can feel it. But if you just breathe deeply, like you inhale and through your nose and you exhale longer than you inhaled and you just do that, you can feel your whole nervous system calm down. Mm. And it's like, wow, how crazy it is that one breath can just do that. And if you can just remember to do that once in a while, Mm -hmm. that's powerful and it leaves room for your soul. So the book with Michael Singer taught me that our thoughts are running our world, but our soul is actually there. And if we can slow down and breathe and listen to our soul, there's something there. So that was like a big spiritual awakening for me. But the biggest spiritual awakening for me was realizing, this is the biggest one, (laughs) was realizing that I've always been there, but I have to decondition myself from the conditioning I've received, right? And so as a child, I was different, but I was told, you know, by my mom, you missed a huge part of your baby years because you didn't crawl, you just walked. I was told (laughs) that, you know, you're different and you're odd because you don't want to play with the other kids, right? So I was told all these things, Mm. which made me believe something about myself that, Made me maybe try to be someone I was not, but but I really think true spiritual awakening, because I meditate, I don't meditate every day. Um, i but I do believe that true spiritual awakening is deconditioning from all the conditioning you've received to find yourself. Mm-hmm. That's how you find yourself. So now, I know that I didn't crawl because. I've already been on this earth so many times. I didn't need to crawl. I just didn't. And that, and I know that. So now that's not a negative thing I carry with me. Right. I -hmm. didn't play with the other kids on the playground because I've already done that. And now that's not a negative thing. Whereas like, yeah, in first grade I was the weird kid. And in seventh grade, I was also the weird kid. And Mm -hmm you know, and and that made me feel bad about myself, which maybe when I was 18, why I obsessed over how I looked in the mirror, mm. you know, but, but true spiritual awakening is deconditioning from all the things you've been told and my business and you know, why my project last year didn't work out. This is another huge thing I realized, but like there's so much outside noise. So there's so many people that don't want me to talk about food combining which is the way I eat. There's so many people that don't want me to say that everything you eat either, you know, harms you or makes you better, right? People don't want me to say that. They don't want to hear that. But I'm going to say that and and I'm I'm going to um to do that because that's what I want to do. And I'm going to block out that outside noise because I know myself and I'm not going to be, you know, rocked by, by what other people say. There was somewhere else I was trying to go with that. And then I lost my train of thought, but it was (laughs) really, it was about that like deconditioning. Oh, Everything I'm doing with work has also been deconditioning, right? Because as a society, it's like, they want me to not talk about food in the way I talk about it. They want me to not do this, but that's all conditioning. So like, that's a conscious spiritual choice that I now make to be like, no, I'm going to make my own decisions. Like you could go to the doctor and they're going to say food combining's is fake, Right. And so many people say, well, he went to Harvard and you're just this girl who like didn't go to college and I'm not going to listen to you. Well, that's okay. But I'm going to listen to myself. And that's a huge deconditioning spiritual awakening I've had is like, I don't care what education you have. That's great for you. And I like if if getting the best education is important to you, then that's probably your life's path. And I'm so grateful that you're on your life's Mm -hmm. path, but it's not mine. Right. And so I just think like right now more than ever, and my message has become so much stronger, but like we all have to be free thinking. We all have to decondition. Look at our world right now. It's not working. That conditioning (laughs) is not Mm -hmm. working. So I really believe that deconditioning is the biggest spiritual awakening that one could have that if everybody started deconditioning oh what a great place our world would be
1: (laughs) i love it so i'm fully on board um i'm i'm a big fan of you know deprogrammed deconditioning so what do you have one of those beliefs or conditions that you have released or dissolved That you used to believe? I mean, you kind of already mentioned, right, of like yeah, changing how you I, look or like the playground, but I'm curious, yeah. like a rooted one, like a rooted belief.
0: Yeah. So the rooted beliefs really shifted in this past nine months. And I and, and it's, a, it's a big wide spectrum, but there were so many little things. Like I thought that I was not feminine and
2: Mm. tmi
0: but like i haven't been with a i haven't dated a guy since high Mm -hmm. school and i haven't really had many romantic experiences besides like maybe three one night stands that Mm -hmm. made me feel awful um and that's the extent of my Uh quote-unquote love life so that was Uh something i was really self-conscious about so
1: i love this because thank you (laughs) thank you for going here because most people um I just know so many people are going to relate to this. So keep going. I'm just hyping you up. Keep going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, through that, I think I would start to ask myself different things. Like for example, I remember, and I am not, my mom is so beautiful. I am Mm. not like everybody does this. i probably said something to someone that they keep holding on to. So this is not directed towards my mom, but Mm -hmm. like, I remember my mom saying that, um, our side of, her side of the family are war veterans and they're very masculine and you're very masculine and you're not Uh. feminine. Like how I perceived it is like I wasn't feminine, right? And so I kind of took all of these experiences plus realizing that like, wow, I'm not very sexual or like Mm. I have not been in love. I've not expressed Mm. myself which made me hard in my body, which made me insecure in my body, which made me like unable to talk to other girls about having sex with guys, Mm. which made me have this belief system about myself that I am masculine. I'm not feminine. I'm, I have a hard exterior, right? And I'm not saying it was my mom. I'm not saying it was anyone else. So when you say a hard
1: exterior, like, like rigid,
2: like just like
0: stiff, like I just didn't feel fluid. Like, I didn't feel sexy. Like I didn't feel like I could like unbutton my shirt in front of someone and be like flowing and moving Mm -hmm. in my body. Right. But this was a whole entire belief system that I I literally created about myself. Mm -hmm. This isn't true, but because (laughs) I believed it about myself, this is how I was going to show up in front of a guy or in a Mm -hmm. sexual experience. So to say, right. Because I made this my reality. Mm -hmm. So when I started you know thinking about the voice in my head deconditioning I did some healing and letting go um, with my relationship with my mom which was really huge just it personally like in the beginning of my spiritual awakening this was the first thing that I really did because it was eating at me but I really um, made peace with like I don't have to hold, why, why was I holding on to so many little things that my mom said? And why did that, first of all, upset me so much? Mm-hmm. And why did I believe them so much? And why was this creating a resistance with my mother? Like these were comments she maybe said once when I was yeah. 12 and I <laughs> held on to them. That's yeah. not her fault. That's my fault. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I took responsibility, which was huge mm. and painful. And it took me weeks to do it then i took responsibility but then i started to realize like uncondition myself from thinking that way and i just started to becoming more in tune with myself so i was someone who worked out really hard with weights and um you know that was kind of masculine and it was building muscle and it was making me have a hard exterior so mm. i got rid of the mirror and i started only doing yoga and pilates with my eyes closed So I could feel my body and I could make that mind-body connection, which was softening me and it was putting me in more of a feminine energy, right? And so I started to decondition these ways of thinking. And though I haven't met someone yet, because now I feel like such a new human, I'm like, oh, now I'm like a virgin again. like. Like, honestly, but, uh-huh. but I don't believe those things about myself anymore, you know, and, and but it was a process. I had to like fully hmm. decondition myself and it's not something you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm not this anymore, but it's a process. It was like, first I realized it was my mom. Like it was something that I had with my mom that I really needed to work on. And I did that. I also had a heart to heart with her. I went and I spent the summer with her. You know, and, and I separated myself from her in the sense that I realized, wow, like I love my mom so much. And my mom has been conditioned from her parents and, and bless her, you know, like we all are just conditioned and it's no one's (laughs) fault. And so now I'm able to hold space for my mom's belief systems. And I'm able to actually show my mom, like, mom, you're not that your mom Mm -hmm. said that to you, but that's not who you are. And you know, that was a big thing of like, first realizing that how I felt about myself sexually, like the first thing that was bugging me was the relationship with my mom. So that was what I had to heal first, where I think so many people miss that they think like, let me how can I be comfortable naked in front of a guy? It's like it has nothing Mm. to do with that. It's it has to do with how can you be comfortable with yourself? And for you to be comfortable with yourself, you have to know yourself and you have to swim through some nasty gunk. Sometimes it's not pretty, like it can be Mm. traumatic and it's ugly and it's hard. And, you know, I mean, having to, to call your mom and say like, I feel this way about you right now. That's not easy.
1: Wow. I love that. So you did that out of the blue.
0: Yeah. I mean, I did, I took space from her, which really hurt her. Yeah. But it was because I wanted to take responsibility. But then I feel so much love towards my mom and I feel so much compassion towards my mom and I show my mom human design and I show my mom, you know, I i, I want to get her sessions with people that I work with. And, and, you know, I, I learned so much about myself spiritually. It's like my job here on this earth is to just be a teacher. And so I can also teach my mom and, you know, and I can just hold my mom in a different, in a different, light and whereas before I just resisted her because I didn't like some things about myself which had Mm. nothing to do with her so it really like you know I had to take major responsibility and that was the first part of my spiritual awakening was taking full responsibility for all the shit I was doing to myself because that's a huge spiritual thing when you realize like it's no one but you there's so many people with the money going back to that that could have said like fuck that con artist. It wasn't that con artist's fault. It was my fault for for giving someone my money without even knowing what I wanted to do with it because I was trying to be something or do something. Like that wasn't the, con- that was my karma because mm. that was my fault. So when you can take full responsibility for everything in your life, which is not easy, but it is you. It's all you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i love it right i I love how you chuckle after because it's almost like sounds evil but i totally get it so like i'm laughing too but uh like because it is
0: wouldn't you agree
1: no for sure i agree yes
0: you cannot control what someone else does nor can you even prove what someone Mm -hmm. else does is valid like
1: yeah because like what you said so i mean this you've said a lot of beautiful things i mean this entire time But one of those was how it's no one's fault. Like, it's not your mom's fault. And so, like, and and I've, it's funny, like, just, there's a lot of, like, I resonate with a lot of, like, what you say as far as, like, you being told, that's just right, just like one time, like, too masculine or whatever. But for me, so I grew up with, with a single mom. and with lots of women around me. So naturally, I was, like, more in touch with my feminine side. And this, and then one time someone dated me and told me I wasn't masculine enough. And so I held on to that. Right. And I was like, what, <laughs> like, what, you know, but, <laughs> but that's like one, like understanding their conditioning, right. Of like, what is one, what is their definition of that? Like, what is their definition of masculine or feminine? But I think it's, I just a lot, like, thank you for sharing that because, um, I mean, that's. It's interesting. I'm not sure if I'm just paying attention to the. I'm probably attracting it more, but as far as like in our 3D reality, um, the masculine and feminine has been very distorted. As far as like what you said, right? Of even like even in the spiritual world, and you can see more women like getting in touch with their feminine, like their divine feminine, like the softness, right? Of like what you said, of like the flowy and like those types of things. Um, and yeah, like. And I've been called to like, I'm doing something in 2021, like an all men's thing, which I haven't, I haven't really seen because men typically get just get like, make money, like success, you know, or, but in the spiritual world, a lot of us men, again, like generalizing are super feminized. And I haven't realized that like a lot of the spiritual teachings are led by women. Love it. Shout out to love, you know, the feminine energy is the vibe. But, at the same time, as men, it's we also have it's we've gotten out of touch. Like our masculine has also been distorted. And like it's individual. It's what you pick. It's unique to you. It's not just like this and this because that's more conditioning, right? It's saying, this is masculine, this is feminine, but it's like, take what you want, like awakening to what is you. So basically, what I'm saying is, I love that. That's cool. Like, do you know how? did you do this all yourself or did you have like a coach or healer or did you like find this belief and then you just did the work in healing yourself just from intuition?
0: Yeah, well, there's one thing I want to touch on quickly, but you were just saying, you know something i realized just in the past two weeks is Mm -hmm. what if we are actually supposed to be like you maybe are supposed to be a little bit more feminine right because Mm -hmm. maybe then you are able to be that male role in the spiritual world that you are supposed to be in so maybe just maybe that's actually part of your dharma like I just learned when I went to Hawaii and I thought everyone told me at first, you're going to the female islands. That's so good for Mm. your feminine. Right. Interesting. When I got there, I started working with an intuitive who was, you know, pulled up my chart and was, Uh you know, knew me spiritually and was able to say, no, you're not supposed to be in so much womb energy. Like you actually Uh are very fiery and you need that. So now I can do things like I can do yoga, which I feel much better doing yoga because I feel more connected to my body and that does help me tap the more feminine side. But me being fiery and me like fully doing everything on my own and being slightly more masculine and run, like mm-hmm. being head honcho, right? Mm-hmm. That maybe I was trying to not be because I was told that was masculine. But to know now like that's actually just who I am and I'm supposed to be that way to know that now, it's like that's how who I'm supposed to be. Why am I going to, I can do practices like yoga, yes. but I don't need to try to change yes. that I'm just more masculine. The person I'm with is gonna fucking love that about me,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, but the person you're with is gonna love that. Maybe they need that softer sweetness in their life, you know, and maybe the mm-hmm. person I'm with is gonna need that like, let's fucking go. <laughs> You know? Yeah. And, and, and that creates a balance. So I think that's super important also is to like, is to embrace who we are. It's not a negative thing. Like yes. I might not ever be like the sexy lingerie Instagram, <laughs> you know, girl, uh-huh. but that's okay. Cause I'm other things, mm. you know? So I think that's important. I think that's important just to embrace also who you are and to call in more of like you can call in more masculine things, mm-hmm. but to know that part of who you are is to maybe be softer is also that's your gift. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna meet someone where they are when they need that. So I just think that's important too, because I don't I think that um it's not all about just like getting rid of some things, yes. but maybe deconditioning of being like I'm masculine so I'm <laughs> not sexy and I can't yeah. sleep with a guy. It's like no. Mm-hmm. I can be in my feminine body, but I'm a firecracker, you know, and that's okay. So I just, that was a side note. No, this is good. (laughs) Hold on, this is good.
1: Cause this is, I love, this is great. I love like, this is like a real combo, right? Of just to touch on yet, like one, it's an individual thing, right? Like, so, and to one, like do like what feels good. And yeah, like just to hype up that, conditioning point of like there's so many different things of how how do you define it what does it mean to you um yeah like there's just so many interesting points of like what you said yeah and i just want to like confirm yeah it is individual right like there and and even like what we decide like what masculine and feminine means is totally up to perception too right as so um like you can be like you can be the, like the let's fucking go and you can be the, yo dude, like I want to be ravished. You know what I mean? Like, like I want mm-hmm. like you to be like, to control like this relationship or like take control. Right. Like, and so like you can just to hype that up of like, you can do both. You can be anything. You can be this and that, like you can coexist in many different things.
0: Yeah, Absolutely it's so important. It's so important to embrace and we're all here for a reason. Mm -hmm. You were born into more of a feminine household for a reason. I was born with war veterans or whatever my mom (laughs) kept saying for a reason, you know, Uh I mean, that's made me able to have that part of myself. So yeah, it's, it's, um, it's about accepting, but I think it just constantly goes back to you. Like, what are you you and your soul? Okay. With like, not what anyone else says, but but you, like, are you okay with the energy that you feel? And and yes. you will be okay with it when you find your true energy. Because when you find your true source and who you truly are, you're okay with it.
2: So, like, yeah, I I'm love really that. i really
0: at a place where I just, I don't feel rocked by what anyone says about me at all. Aww. I mean, now that we're having this conversation, I'm actually shocked. Like, I have not thought about what anyone said about me in months. <laughs> It's awesome.
1: (laughs) That is awesome. I love that. That's cool. And and what you said about your own energy, like there is no one else's energy, but your own. Like even like me and you having this conversation and like speaking from our own experience, like no one else is going to exactly match up. So it's not like do exactly what Ben or Kenzie say. It's no, like, what do you feel good about? Like, yeah, what is your individual, like unique energetic signature? That is you. Like you, you already know, like you already are that you already are amazing. It's just, again, like we've talked about like removing and like all that conditioning and the programming. Cause like you are already that thing. It's just removing and remembering.
0: Mm-hmm. And the conditioning has you doing things that you don't really want to do. That's the conditioning because you mm-hmm. think you have to do it. So when you remove that and you're like, oh, I don't have to do that. That's where, that's where life changes. Dang. Well
1: (laughs) well, Kenzie, this was fun. Like I love that. That was like I mean, that was no I mean the best kind of just like you, like just coming into this with one, like, okay, it's like I want to ask her about this. And like I had no idea we're gonna talk about like half of that, or maybe even eighty percent of that. So that was incredible.
0: Isn't that amazing? Don't you Mm -hmm. love podcasting? (laughs) It's really just it's so it's so amazing. I've met so many people through mm-hmm. doing this. It's like really changed my life.
1: Mm-hmm. I actually have been considering, yeah, like I have been on Instagram less, um, but I've actually just got like a a hit, um, this morning about leaning into more podcasting because it's it's obviously a thing I do, and like yeah, I've definitely had some like rad like really really good conversations but for some reason it's still like I still don't view it as like the main thing but then I've just realized like I can have the conversations that I want to have um like in depth and you can stop it you can come back to it and even like like you right or like both of us have done like solo episodes versus doing like a video on that it's just different and no one controls the algor- the algorithm or the algorithm right
2: uh-huh so
1: that's part of it is like who knows? I mean, hopefully, I mean, they don't start censoring. I mean, they censored Joe Rogan technically, but as far as like our level. Did
0: they really?
1: Yeah. So I'm not sure what happened with it, but when he signed with Spotify, um, they didn't upload all of his previous episodes because of certain guests. He had on like what they talked about.
0: Oh man. The censorship on Instagram got so, so bad this summer that I definitely put more of my energy in my podcast. Cause I was mm-hmm. like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> this not cool.
1: (laughs) I love that. Well, what else, or if anything, do you have anything on your heart that you want to share before we go?
0: Well, you you did ask about, um, like if I did this all on my own and I do want to say for anyone listening, I, um, I've had guides, but I have not sought out to have them. So in the beginning of my spiritual awakening, when I when I read the book, um, The Untethered Soul, I mm-hmm. was forming a relationship with my best friend. So we were able to talk about that book. And that oh. was the first time I ever admitted that my mind is a scary place. Mm-hmm. And I was very vulnerable in that moment, probably the most vulnerable I've ever been because I've never admitted that to someone like, oh my gosh, my mind's really bad. Like I think really bad thoughts. That was like the first step. And then I worked with a manifestation coach and she, mm. um, it kind of turned out to be more like therapy because I would say something and then she'd kind of repeat back what I said. And then you're like, holy shit. <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> you know, but she was the one who I think kind of started to make me recognize my, that my self, how I perceived myself sexually was like actually was a frustration about a mm. thing I was holding on to with my mom so like she helped me kind of uncover it from there I I dealt I didn't deal with it but like I was awakened to that um those were like two things that kind of guided me in that sense and and then you know like I just believe everything meets you where you need to be so mm. then from there I would maybe hear a podcast episode or I read a Gabby Bernstein book at like the time I needed it or just random little things fell into my lap when I needed them. When I was in Hawaii, I met with, I've been wanting to kind of have a kind of like an intuitive spiritual teacher, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it's all good. We all have someone and that was something I really wanted. And when I was in Hawaii, I connected with a woman, Dara, who's now Mm -hmm. kind of going to be that for me or, and is already that for me, but. I just want to say, that's all to say, like most of it is internal, but it is so helpful to have some type of mirror. And what I also learned is like, it's, don't be afraid to ask for help, even if, you know, it is kind of a therapy session or sometimes just by speaking your darkest secret out loud, you heal so much from mm-hmm. just saying it. Cause a lot of conditioning happens from what we stuff, we, we stuff it down. And so if you can release it a little bit here and there, that's that's huge. But I didn't and wouldn't say that it's something you have to go out and be like, who can help me? Because I do think that when you're on the right path, you naturally just hear what you need to hear, or you find a book that you need to read, or maybe this podcast we're doing is is meeting someone exactly where they are. Mm-hmm. So, But yeah, most of it is just on my own. But it's always like, I just think that it's spiritual. From a spiritual standpoint, In the spiritual industry, they say, oh, it's all you, you know, like da-da-da-da-da. And it is important to um, be open to also asking for help because it's okay to ask for help. And I've learned Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) I never would ask for help before. Yeah.
1: It seriously is a strength. Like yeah, the biggest, like some of like my biggest breakthroughs, right, have coming, like how I've been able to do many things quickly throughout my life is because of that but I don't view it as help. I'm just curious, like, hey, you know this, or you're an expert, right? Or like, just let me have, let me listen to you. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, it doesn't have to be quote unquote, like help, you know? And like, and like, I believe, yeah, like, yeah. Like some people think even, even the word help has like a little bit of a, like you're weak or you're less than for that. It's like, no, it's just like, I like the word guidance and like remembering as far as like, no, you're already amazing. You don't need to be fixed. So, but then yeah, just like admitting, like you said, like the, the admission of that is so freeing.
0: And reflection is what it mm -hmm. is. Someone reflects back to you.
1: Cause you can't see that.
0: No, you can't. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people can see things that you cannot. And it's important to be open (laughs) to what they see, because you get so used to yourself.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, you you open the
0: podcast (laughs) of like, oh, wow, you're so unfair. And it's like, oh, you know, I forget that, like, maybe not everybody lives this way. Or, you know, you tell me you're in Park City, you're in Hawaii. But the things you say to me of how your lifestyle, I'm like, oh, yeah, totally normal, right? But like, (laughs)
2: that's not normal. <laughs> my
0: brother, he would just be like, No, I don't get that. And yeah. that's okay. But mm-hmm. it's it's good to have those reflections from time to time. Um, just to remember. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that. Well, Kenzie, we love you like you truly are. Um and I know you know this, and that's what's really fun, is that you are and and I know you also know this is that you're just, just like beginning and like we're technically always beginning, but you really are in the sense, like just beginning and it's, and I know the feeling, like I can feel just like the, like bubbling of just like, like the shit's about to go down and I know you feel it. I know you see it. So I'm just excited. Like you really are awesome. Like, thank you for being you and showing up and not just the things that you said today, but also like just how you live, just whatever that means to you, just like how you live is really cool.
0: Thank you. It was so nice chatting with you. <laughs> I know I talk nice. most of the time, but...
2: Oh, that's the was... point.
0: <laughs> I know. I just haven't... I've been hosting so many recently, so it's... it's you got a lot to say. <laughs> yeah. I haven't, I haven't unleashed the beast in a while. <laughs> unleashed the
1: beast. Is there anything else that you want to unleash on your heart right now, I guess?
0: No, I think that's good. I think I released a lot.
1: <laughs> I love it. Well, um, when is your, like, when is that, do you have like uh, an ish date, like a range of dates of like when stuff is launching for you?
0: I pray it's November 23rd, but it's probably not going to be because right before this phone call, I got kind of a frustrating phone call, but um <laughs> Uh oh it's just one thing after another Mm -hmm. but um within the next month
2: it's supposed to be
0: the 23rd so maybe i'll just put it out there and say that but within the next month is when something is releasing and you should give me your address
1: i'd love to i yeah whatever address i'm at i will give it to you
0: yes oh i so get that (laughs) i'm like where (laughs) yeah how soon will you (laughs) ship this that's always my question yeah. yeah Yeah. How soon? Like, when will it be delivered? Cause mm-hmm. I don't know where I'll be. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what? Um, so will you plug, make sure like plug your podcast, all the things. Are you most proud of your podcast out of all the things you're, I know there's a lot of cool things, but I think the stuff that's about to come, what is like the,
0: okay. It's so funny. You- I don't even know the podcast. I feel like I don't even do the podcast.
1: Why?
0: Because it just, I just do it and it comes like, I don't schedule it. It just, Mm. it happens. Like someone helps me. And then I, at the end of our phone call, I'm like, oh, great. Do you want to be on my podcast? So my Uh, podcast has turned to be an extension of my life. Love it. And I just... Whoever I'm connecting with in the moment, I just throw them on there. So if you wanna be on cool. my podcast, you should be on my podcast.
1: Yeah, for sure, on, so, as we're recording, yes, you have my word.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just it just kind of happens. And then the things I'm working on now, this mm. next phase is what I'm most proud of. More mm. so because I've done so much on myself that I'm proud of myself and I've embodied what I'm mm. working on. And I realized that I'm just here to give extensions of myself and what makes my my life better. And for whoever Uh receives that and enhances their life, it does. So to have this realization, it's changed everything for me. It's changed how I'm doing everything. And now everything I put out from this point forward is what I'm most proud of because it is just that. And um, I'm really... I'm at the point where I'm I'm a little fizzled like when I got the phone call today about the problem (laughs) like I can't anymore because I really for the past like nine months I haven't really been making money I've been just kind of um finding myself right and but I have all these things now that I've been working on seven days a week like Mm. seven days a week and no one has seen them yet so Mm. I'm I'm most proud of them and I'm so ready to unleash them. Like the podcast just happens, but oh. these things like these things have been happening and no one's seen it. So well, can you,
1: well, what are, what's the, how, what can you tell us, I guess right now?
0: Okay. So the thing that's launching in the next month is mm-hmm. a, it's a physical, my first <laughs> physical product yes. that you can actually eat. And it is, I'm starting with two items, but it is things I use each and every day that have made my life and enhanced my morning. Um, so it's like superfoods, but I'll leave it at that. So, um, and that's just, I know it's just going to go so far cause I'm just, whatever I use, I'm going to do. But then the second thing is kind of what I in, tried to do last year and lost all the money in, but it is, um, it's my own digital platform off of Instagram where oh. I'm able to share every fucking thing I do, like every single recipe, every single like every single thing I do, I'm putting it on my own cool. something, something, so that people, to enhance their life and putting tools in there that I've seen people ask me for, guidance, like some coaching from me. I've seen what people have really wanted from me and I have just felt like, What I have to share with food and with lifestyle is not something that I'm willing to put on Instagram. And so Mm. I think people like I show the food I'm eating, but I want to actually give people the formula for how to do it. And I have reserved from sharing it on Instagram because I know it's good and I want to give it the space that's not social media. And so that's what I'm doing with that, which is so hard again. (laughs) That's (laughs) dumb. Yeah, it's going to be cool. So I'm really proud of that too. And who knows? It's just going to be, I just have surrendered to the fact that like I'm going to have 18 million things going on. And mm-hmm. that's cool. I love <laughs> People that. People ask me, like, what do you do? And I'm like, um, yeah, actually, what do you say? Well, I just started saying I'm in health, I'm in wellness, mind, and body. And they're like, cool. And I'm like, yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sweet. There you go. I love yeah. that. That's cool. So where can, where can people make sure like they don't miss that? So what is, so first the name of the podcast and then.
0: Yes. So my name Mm. of my podcast is food, sex, and money. Yep. And my Instagram is at Kenzie Burke and my Instagram is the hub for all my sharings.
1: And, or for now.
0: For now, but, <laughs> but what, the new thing yeah, yeah, will yeah. be linked through there. So yeah. my Instagram is like the base. My website is KenzieBurke.life and that yeah. also has everything. Podcasts, we'll have the products, we'll have just everything.
1: Amazing. Well, Kenzie, thank you so much. This was dope. This was definitely, yeah. That's just a rad convo. Like, I appreciate you a ton. Alrighty, y'all. You know what to do. Make sure you go follow Kenzie on Instagram at Kenzie Burke. Make sure you follow me if you don't already at the fear guy. And I would love it if you took a screenshot of this episode. If you are listening and you want to share the love, take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram story and tag me and Kenzie. That would be super duper dope. And make sure you rate and review, follow up, subscribe, all the things, all of the things that you know we tell you to do and you don't but maybe you will this time <laughs> anyway i appreciate you you are truly a special human for listening um kenzie is amazing for real make sure you follow her she has lots of amazing things coming up i love you